0: The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit AskVisionHomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching the Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Russ show your source for West Virginia sports. All right, Ryan, Saturday night was electric. Of course, horns down across the board. Uh, We beat those guys, you know, headed to the SEC. Hopefully we're doing that, doing that again tomorrow night against Oklahoma. But of course the Texas game, Josh Eilert gets his first win in a, what was it? 66 to 63 battle. Uh, Great night for the guys. Pat Sumnick had The night of his career and look forward to doing that again something we talked about on the show being the glue guy that is much needed for this team this team's obviously starting to kind of fill in their place everyone's starting to understand their roles and when everyone does this job and plays like a team makes that extra pass everything we've talked about ryan good things happen and you get your you get a win especially your first big 12 win yeah, and a ranked
1: win too. So and, and where did it start? It started on the defensive end. Yeah. Uh Max a. Smith made some really, really hard threes at the end of the game. But you look at the box score, you hold that you hold Texas, who's one of the more talented teams in the country, to 28 points, 38% from the field, 30% from three in the first half. And that's why you're able to get a lead and have and give yourself a chance in the second half. And obviously they made some hard shots. Uh, when we when we had the game in hand coming down the stretch, but really happy for this group. Really happy for the coaches. Uh, love some of the adjustments they made on the defensive end of things. So I, I think I'm going to look for it to carry over now on the road. It's much much more difficult to win on the road in this league, like we always talk about game in and game out. But we needed to protect home court, get a win, and that's what we did on Saturday night. And now you're one and two. You still got to go get one on the road because you gave one away ho- at home. So, uh, tomorrow night's a great opportunity. Once again,
0: fantastic opportunity and part of me on the square seventy six seventy three. 76, 73. I don't know why I said 66, 63. It was more high scoring than that. It could have been high scoring. One of the issues for that night for the West Virginia Mountaineers was the free throw shooting, um, ended up with 12, 13 missed free throws, something that obviously is going to need to get cleaned up and something you won't have, uh, advantage wise, you know, moving forward, especially on the road. But kind of following up our notes from Saturday night, Ryan, is energy. It was fantastic to see that in the Coliseum. The, obviously, the fans are still here. We're supporting this team. Um, and you saw it right, right away um, from this West Virginia team. Obviously, something that was talked about, kind of a false report came out um, about Quinn um, getting into trouble and getting kicked out of practice. Obviously, he wasn't kicked out of practice. But, you know, practices can get a little intense. Ryan, you were there in the building yourself at one time. And sometimes you kind of need a couple of those hard practices and then you see it uh, going into the game. Obviously Quinn was coming off the bench. That game got every was fired up. Big part of the bench. We saw out there did, you know, did his role uh, did great things. Funny enough, ironic enough. He was the last to score for the West Virginia team, getting that last free throw at the end, which obviously is a good thing to solidify that lead. Another thing we talked about on the show Ryan and something that you were a big proponent of is key. uh, Excuse me, Katie. I'm thinking of last year's team, Kobe Johnson, the other KJ. (laughs) Yeah, I do wish we had Katie as well. Kobe Johnson in the starting lineup. And obviously I think that showed in this game.
1: It absolutely did. And I mean, Kobe's your best defender, definitely your best perimeter defender. And like we talked about, there's only one basketball. So having three ball dominant guys on the floor at once, doesn't, doesn't really mesh well, and they don't play well off one another. So you move Noah to the six-man role. I, I I like him in that role. He brings mm-hmm. an instant energy, offensive shot-making ability off the bench. You got Kerr and Raekwon. They are more than capable of scoring. And then you got Kobe at the other spot where he's able to guard a guy like Max Aismith. And we'll talk about the Oklahoma guards going to need Kobe to guard their best player. Who's who's a heck of a player as well. So I like the rotations. Uh, Josh talked about it kind of in the post game too. When you play all three together from the, from the get-go, they all kind of hit the fatigue uh, Mm -hmm. moment at the same time. So staggering their minutes out, you kind of just do basic math. I mean, there's only 40 minutes in the game at two positions. If you divide that by three with three guys, you're playing 28, 32 minutes a game between Kerr, Raekwon, and no, I like having two two of them on the floor at the same time just because you always have ball handling, shot making for when you get low in the shot clock. But I think it's imperative that you have a defensive stopper to play with those two offensive guys. So love the rotations, love the adjustments. On the defensive end, man, I, I loved some of the adjustments. They were more in the gaps, more of helping the helper, um, trying to limit some of this dribble penetra- uh, penetration. I thought in the Kansas State game, in the Houston game, we just got so spread out, and they were able to just drive in for layup after layup. We don't have Jesse Edwards um, at the back end to clean up some of these mistakes. So more of that pack line, more of that kind of gang guarding as a team, and you could tell the, the staff made some good adjustments in, from a rotation and a systematic uh,
0: aspect on the defensive end. Absolutely. Seemed definitely a lot more like a team effort, and obviously we've got two games coming up this week, Oklahoma, then Kansas back. Um in Morgantown and probably the last two games, Jesse Edwards is going to be out. Obviously, two games we'd love to have Jesse Edwards, but he should be ready to go. My guess is this time next week. Obviously, the following week, we have Oklahoma and UCF. So two games that are absolutely winnable for this Mountaineer team, two games that are on the road. Talk about sealing uh games on the road, and then of course, uh getting Jesse Edwards back in that lineup. But we still have this week, of course, that we need to do. Uh Pat Pat is Feeling not too great. Reports came out today that he's feeling <laughs> sick. Uh, you know, a lot of, of stuff going he's. around. Of course, <laughs> right? Hey, let's have a career night, and then let's feel. Let's get sick after that. So, hopefully, uh, get the fluids in there, get the IVs rolling, get some pain medicine, and and he'll be good to go against Oklahoma. But Ryan, I think. Um, actually, here, let me pull up this comment in the chat because I think it transitions well into next. What we're talking about what we're going to be talking about next is hey boys this team heck of fans needed this win praise this intensity carries over into wednesday absolutely correct is we obviously don't rest on your laurels even though there's not really a lot of laurels to rest on you beat this texas team in morgantown obviously the last time texas will play in morgantown at least in terms of a conference schedule and you know that'll get fans going that'll get the team going but we can't think okay we're now over the hump. So, you know, we'll go into Oklahoma. They're kind of lagging a bit and we'll, and we'll catch them there. No, it's it's still that balance of playing like you have nothing to lose, but maintaining that intensity too, not assuming anything. And Ryan, we do go into this game as 13 and a half point underdogs, is the way it stands right now. Backs against the wall at Oklahoma. I mean, it's going to be a tough game. This Oklahoma team's a lot better uh, than we think but they've just had two losses in in a row and obviously they're going to lo- be looking to rebound this game. However, you can catch them, catch teams in kind of this panic type mode. It's, it's a great opportunity for the Mountaineers to at least go out, grind it out and keep this game close.
1: Yeah, and 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 you make a great point. Like we we better not be resting on our laurels. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 great. We we it was good to win. It, it, nobody likes to lose. It was good to get the taste, at, uh, bad taste, out of your mouth from those back to back losses to start league play three in a row with Ohio State. But we haven't done a damn thing yet. I mean, we're six and ten overall. If if we're being really really honest with ourselves, obviously there's some situations that led to that. But we're number one seventy eight in the net. But we've talked about it over and over again. We're gonna have quad one opportunity after quad one opportunity to boost our resume and you gotta you gotta you gotta string some of these wins together and so that you can get that that to a respectable thing by selection Sunday so yeah no we better not be comfortable just because we won one game and Oklahoma they're gonna they're gonna come in guns blazing like we just oh, did yeah. against Texas they lost back-to-back road games at the fog at TCU before that they had only had one loss so they're pissed off. They're ready to get their uh, bad taste out of their mouth, so it's going to be a hard game. Uh, you're going to get Oklahoma's best punch. I, on the outside looking in, they may say, "Oh, West Virginia six and ten this is a perfect team to uh, get in a, in a good, right spot." But I would expect Oklahoma's best punch.
0: Absolutely, and uh, we got Don Johnson in the chat. Don, thank you for joining the show live. Keep pushing. You haven't done anything yet. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, you're only as good as what your next win. And you know mm-hmm. what? What's your favorite win? The next one. You got to keep going after it keep being strong but kind of as we transition over to this Oklahoma team Ryan why don't you tell us about this team the structure how they like to play how well they've been doing this year kind of catching everyone off guard
1: yeah Porter Mosier year number three everybody remembers him from his Loyola Chicago days they're playing different they're not playing that slow methodical mid-major brand of basketball where they throw it through the high post and run all these pretty offense I think Porter Realize that that didn't work in this league. You're not just going to out scheme teams. You got to have guys. You got to have dudes on your team, athletes, and that's what he did. He brings in J.V. McCollum, a away. I mean, uh, Sam Godwin, Milo Zuzan. Uh, they, they got size. They got athletes. They 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 don't look anything like they did the first two years of the Porter Moser era, and that's why they've gotten off to this really fast start, thirteen and three. They did drop back to back Big Twelve games, but everybody's going to. But this is, I mean, this is kind of a team like a a mix of Houston and Kansas State in a way. They're not as physical as a uh, Houston, but they have kind of similar athletes. Where like Kansas State, where they 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 want to get up and down, they 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 want to play their brand of basketball, and they play well at home. They have not lost a home game. And they, and they shoot the ball well there at uh, the Noble Lloyd Center. So And it's a place that we have not played well at all over the years.
0: We have not. Uh, I remember when obviously everything going on last year, and we ended up losing the game at Oklahoma as well. It's definitely been historically a tough place. I mean, even here in Morgantown, Oklahoma, for some reason, has always caught us at, at a weird time, weird situation, yeah. even when they've been down and we've been really high. Um, I guess this is a time for payback against all of that. So just to recap to Oklahoma, uh they're one and two, same record um as us in the Big 12. A lot of one and two uh teams there. So obviously anything can happen. Still a lot of season left. Uh they started off Big 12 play at Oklahoma. They ended up beating Iowa State 71-63, and then they lost at TCU at Kansas in those games. We're a little close, but you know, both teams respectively pulled out at the end there, Ryan. Um, going into this game, because when we see this game, and actually, what's 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 fascinating about this schedule is we were talking about it earlier today on the Big Twelve College Experience. Everyone, go check out um, that show if you haven't yet. Is this is kind of seems like this Tuesday and Wednesday games are very favorited towards the home teams. Almost all the home teams uh, lost uh, going back to Saturday. All of them are kind of these favorites. It, it's it's definitely that spot where you kind of see everything. Evening out, going back to the way things should be, especially midweek. You know, you catch guys kind of sleepwalking. How can this be different for the Mountaineers? How can we make this three losses? Because this is this is a very, this is a tough ask. We definitely need to win one of these next two games before Jesse comes back. You know, be two and three, big 12 play. We get our big man back. Great things can happen from there. We did our job, beat some, you know, at least hopefully two tough teams. But how do we start with this Oklahoma and catch them on the road?
1: I think we got to start fast. I I think if we start fast, maybe Oklahoma starts pressing a little bit. Sometimes when we've been on losing streaks in the past and we got off the slow starts, I I feel like we press and, and, and and for a team like us, I I thought it was nice having a lead in the second half. We, we have really not played with the lead much this year. So if we can start fast, I I think in control, the tempo, I, I, I like our chances. So, um, got to be ready to go right from the get-go. Like you said, Oklahoma's going to come out. They've lost a couple in a row. Uh, Matt makes a good point. They got a guy named John Hughley as well. Uh, we all remember him. Panther. So uh, yeah, I, I think you got to start fast on the road because sometimes when you're on the road in this league and you get off to, you get down 10, 12 points um, early in the back of your mind, you're like, all right, man, we'll, we'll, we'll get him at home next time. So If you get you get out to a nice lead early, I think you start believing in yourself. Some shots are falling. You start playing with some confidence. Next thing you know, the next guy's making shots. And I think that's how you pull an upset of a 13 point magnitude on the road.
0: Matthew makes a good point too. Need to force turnovers too, like we did against Texas. Absolutely, and I guess yep. I mean it's the Big Twelve that goes for every team. Obviously, out rebounding, not giving up those offensive rebounds. What do you think overall of this this Oklahoma team, Ryan? I know they were obviously in the top ten. They were number nine going against Kansas. I guess they were still nine when they had lost um, earlier in the week to TCU. But they're still at fifteen. Obviously, it shows that you can lose two in a row in the Big yeah. Twelve and only drop a couple of spots. But do you think do you think they're they are 15th in the nation do you think you know they're non-con they moved up like where do you think in reality this Oklahoma team is?
1: I think they they were a little bit overrated last week i I think some of like you look at their their non-conference twins uh, Arkansas, they're not good that Arkansas's having a really bad year USC is not very good at all uh Providence is, is up and down so they're, they're I think it was a little bit fluffed up. By the non-conference, but it's still a good team. I mean, they they mm-hmm. beat Iowa State to prove that they were in the game with TCU and Kansas both sides. So I think they're a little bit inflated with their record, but it's still an NCAA tournament team. They don't they don't really do anything really really well, but they don't really have that many weaknesses either. They're kind of just a solid. Porter Mosier led team like his teams at Loyola, but they're more athletic this year. They, they know their roles. They've done a good job of defining their roles. They know who needs the ball in the right spots at the right time, come down the stretch and they find ways to grind out games. And especially some of these close ones like they did in the non-con.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, I agree. And I think that's kind of historically how Oklahoma been. Yes. obviously they, they had, um, buddy healed and, um,
1: that was a special team
0: and and i want to say trey lance but obviously that's the football player Who trey, I young? trey young uh, yeah. obviously two very good players but i think even yes you're right that was a special team but even with those guys it's like they don't they kind of just remind you of like a python like where they just kind of slowly just wrap around and then just squeeze you like they're not they're not going to be flashy they're not going to be like you feel like you can be in control of this game and next yeah. thing you know you look up you're like how did we just lose to Oklahoma by seven points? Like we were in, and and they do that sort of thing. So I think that's a great way of saying it, Ryan is they're never like the best in anything, but they're not the worst in anything either. So that's why you definitely have to bring the a game. Why you have to bring the intensity. How do you be a team like that? You bring the intensity and you know, you just keep going playing like you have nothing to lose. Uh, Ryan, any other final thoughts with this Oklahoma team, this matchup and things, things for people to look out for? My biggest
1: concern headed into this game is, is their guards uh, McCollum and U- Awe, uh, Owe. I always butcher his name, but they're, they're really good. And when they get in a rhythm, they they're, they're hard to stop. So this is a game that you gotta, you're not going to outscore this team. And this is a good defensive team too. They're a top 25 defensive team. If you had to point to a strength, it's their It's their discipline on the defensive end is what I would say for Oklahoma. So Gonna gonna have to get some easy ones in transition as well to uh, so that you don't have to go against their half court defense the whole night.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is and I'm assuming sticking with that same starting lineup. Hopefully Pat's feeling good enough and able to yeah. take it.
1: Yeah, No, def- definitely. I would I would stick with that same starting lineup. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Found yeah. some momentum. We started fast against Texas, so I would assume that we're gonna we're gonna run it back.
0: I would agree. I like Cook coming a uh, Cook coming off the bench as well. I think yeah, from good the, Them Quinn, I, you're right. I think this is the right starting lineup. Everyone just feels like it's kind of in the right place. And then shifting the the three guards around is needed. So, anyway, in a good position. Uh, one and two in Big Twelve play, but hey, you got that you got that first one, and one can you know you can stumble into two and win one. Maybe you shouldn't. Then obviously Kansas coming to town in January, and hey, we know what that can be like, especially with Kansas stumbling right now. They don't really take off till the end of the months you know, February anyway. So got to, got to get what we can. And then schedule gets, even though we go on the road, gets a little lighter next week, obviously Jesse Edwards coming to town. So got to figure out a way to, to win one of the next two, Ryan. And I think, you know, the one against Oklahoma, if you can do that on the road and really people can be like, okay, this West Virginia team is starting to become something that we potentially thought they could, they're starting to mesh at the right time. And, hey good things can happen so we'll we'll see where it goes from here uh this concludes another edition of the Ryan and Rush again we appreciate everyone for joining us as always we appreciate the audience and everyone's support of course check us out also in the Big 12 college experience where we talk Big 12 as a whole and talk each matchup as well so some great Big 12 games on tonight and tomorrow um and we'll be back on Thursday to recap everything and look forward uh to the Kansas game along with a couple other football and Big 12 um headlines as well a lot going on in the big 12 this week so looking forward to catching up everyone out catching up at everyone out there and hope you have a great night and we'll see you soon let's go mountaineers
1: let's make it two in a row go mountaineers